You're trying to gain information. You're trying to get somebody in your corner. You're trying to get somebody to understand and respect you that it can be a part of your network. So you have different kind of goals in this than just getting a job. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. I had a really bang up last couple of weeks on guests. Becca Jenikoff, social media manager for the Dallas Mavericks. If you haven't listened to that one yet, it's awesome. And then last week, Nick Miller, who's a op- uh, marketing operations coordinator for the Cleveland Cavaliers. A lot of NBA offseason right now. A lot of people that are available. So we're trying to lean into that. You'll realize there's always some seasonality to booking. Hard to get people in the NFL right now. Very focused on training camp. Nick's really cool because he's pretty early in his career. And to be honest with you, Becca's not that far into her career either. She's probably eight years into her career. Nick's probably more like three. So their perspective and their ability to relate to what you are going through right now, trying to break into the industry is extremely valuable. A lot of great insight there. So two really cool guests you should check out. Coming up this week, Greg Carlson, co-founder of Hall of Goats, along with Matt Leinert. So those names, Greg Carlson, Matt Leinert, should sound familiar. Matt Leinert icon in college football. Greg Carlson was a wide receiver on those USC teams of the of the early 2000s, two-time national champion. He's got the rings to prove it. Uh, he was also Matt's roommate, but he's gone off into the tech sphere since graduating, and they've created this new platform that combines video game mentality with NFTs and NIL, and it's a sports video game. So you're combining some of the things we're talking about a lot right now, the tech space in sports. We're talking about a video game culture. So the esports kind of connectivity, NFTs, being able to buy and purchase and trade player avatars within this game. And then NIL being able to fundraise and make money for student athletes. Caleb Williams, who is the star quarterback at USC right now, is on the board of advisors and a maybe major part of this. And I have to tell you, This is one of my favorite conversations. I know I say that a lot, not all the time, but I say it a lot. This is really, really, really one of my favorite conversations. Greg is super cool, super smart, really explains this process well, and there's so much we can learn and gain from it. So please tune into that on Wednesday. It's a really, really great episode, one that I'm very proud of. Um, Let's get into today's question, because I also think it's a really good question and a really good topic. So this one comes in from Jean Christian, who is a student at the University of San Francisco. First, I wanted to say I love the Work in Sports podcast. You bring an energized and dynamic vibe to the great content, and it makes it enjoyable to listen to every week. Thank you, Jean Christian. I started to reach out to professionals in different fields for informational interviews. I try to take a different and personalized approach to every generous professional willing to take a few minutes on a call with me. But I sometimes feel like I'm running with the same shallow questions. What would you advise for informational interviews preparation and how to approach it? John Christian, really good question. I like the topic of uh, informational interviews. We've talked about it somewhat before, but let's take this. Let's dive into this and get a little bit of depth. Let's just jump into it. One thing I want to make clear before we get into the details of it all, because we're going to go through the whole process here. You tend to be, every one of us tend to be our own worst critics. And you're going to think, I'm asking the same questions or, you know, they're not deep enough or whatever it may be. Don't be so hard on yourself. Give yourself a little bit of grace and understand that, You are feeling the repetitive nature because you're doing multiple informational interviews. They are not. But now let's walk through a little bit of this process and what it all means. For those of you that are kind of new to this concept, an informational interview is a short interview, maybe 15 to 30 minutes, 
where you gain information from someone and you admire in the industry. You're trying to learn. You're trying to network. You're trying to expand your, uh, your, your connectivity to the marketplace. So let's say I'm a young person who wants to work in the sports media. I may find somebody who's a TV producer at the local, uh, TV station and reach out to them. Uh, they're, they're a sports producer or whatever. Reach out to them and say, Hey, I really want to work in the sports media. I would love to get 15 to 20 minutes of your time to ask you a couple questions on it. And that's the spirit of an informational interview. It's informational in that you're not asking for a job. You're not trying to interview in a, like a application kind of sense. You're trying to gain information. You're trying to get somebody in your corner. You're trying to get somebody to understand and respect you that it can be a part of your network. So you have different kind of goals in this than just getting a job. That might be the long-term result. This might be a connection that bears fruit for you in the future. But right now your focus is on, I want to gain as much experience and information as I can in this conversation. So you get to network, you get to learn some stuff and you get to show off a little bit. I mean that sincerely. The way you ask questions, the way you convey your attitude, your confidence, and your ability to deliver speaks volumes about who you are, your preparation, your research, your attitude towards it all. It says a lot about who you are. So you have an opportunity to impress somebody else. Let's talk through the process, though. What I don't want is for anybody out there to be like, wow, this sounds like a really cool concept of informational interviews. I'm just going to start reaching out to people today. You got to do a little bit of pre-planning. And what I mean by that is first things first, go clean up your social media accounts in a professional sense. Because if somebody reaches out to me today and says, hey, I'd really like to learn a little bit more about your career, how you got started, all those kind of things, you know, 15, 20 minute kind of conversation. The first thing I'm going to do is go link to, look at your LinkedIn, your Twitter your Facebook page, your Instagram account, and make sure it's worth my time. I'm going to take five minutes doing that. I'm not going to spend a lot of time doing it, but I'm going to go through and realize, is this somebody that I want to dedicate 15, 20, 30 minutes to? And if your first impression on your social accounts is like, this is a goofball, um, I'm not going to do it. It's not worth my time. I have a limited amount of time, so I'm not going to do that. You have to predict that others out there in the marketplace feel the same way. So if you're reaching out to a TV producer or a social media manager, or you're reaching out to somebody who's in marketing or whatever it may be, you have to make sure you're dialed in correctly first because they're going to vet you in some way, shape or form. Okay. So do that. Secondarily, before you start doing anything, come up with a full outreach plan, start to target who it is that you'd want to speak to and why. Like, why would you want to talk to this person? What benefit does it present to you? Are you just getting some early reps done? Are they connected to where you want to go in your career? Are they networked and connected to a lot of different people that could help you out in the long run? Answer your why first of who you're reaching out to. Create a list of those people and then create a, a simple script. So I'll give you one example. Hi, Brian. I'm a final year student at University of Delaware, and I'm exploring my career options in sports marketing. I'm reaching out to request a short 10 to 15 minute conversation to learn more about your role and how you got here. Your experience and advice would really help me make an informed choice as I start my career. I'm happy to speak at a time convenient to you. You have to write this and put it in your own words. This is just me writing down some stuff pretty quickly, but there are a couple key points in there. You're letting it be known that you are a student if you are, because that is extremely helpful to somebody wanting to help you, right? That knowledge of like, you're not competing with me. You are trying to learn. You're in college. You're growing, right? That helps set the right tone. When you do your outreach, you have to give it some time parameters or else somebody's going to be like, well, what? How long are we going here? What are your expectations? What am I bringing to this conversation? What, are, what is, is expected of me? And if you say 10 to 15 minutes, and I'm telling you, you can get a lot of information in 10 to 15 minutes, 
if you say 10 to 15 minutes, that sound sounds easily digestible by the other person. You're like, okay, I get what I'm in for here. There's transparency, which is extremely important. And then also that what you're looking for, your mission, your goal in this conversation is uh, helping me make more informed choices. I start my career. Okay. So three key components in there that you're a student. If you are a time parameter and what your goal is, that is 67 words and um, 367 characters. So a little bit too much for a note that you're going to add to LinkedIn. So I'd condense that because a 300 character limit, when you're reaching out to somebody on LinkedIn, you can add a note. If your intent to reach out to this person is to get a informational interview, condense that down to 300 characters and make it fit, but get those points across. If you're emailing somebody, keep it short. No 500 word dissertations here. No super long message through LinkedIn. Too much. Don't put on too much. Keep it short and to the point. Give me a couple quick points of what you want to accomplish, who you are how long it's going to take. One of my favorite things to remind you of, and the reason I said you should leverage that you're a student or, or whatever, wherever you are, like be transparent about where you are in your career. Zach Maritas, one of my favorite podcast interviews to date, the CEO of Teamworks, which is this amazing company that student athletes all around the world use in order to organize their life and everything that goes into that as a student athlete. Teamworks is a super cool program. Zach Maritas was a former offensive lineman at Duke. One of my favorite things about Zach was he was talking about when he was first starting out as an entrepreneur. And he said, when you're under 30, you have this magic window where people are willing to help you because you're not perceived as as much of a threat. So if you go out and you ask questions and you say like, hey, I'm just trying to get this thing launched. What advice do you have? They're more likely to help you if you're under that 30 range. So leverage that. Use it to your advantage. Use it in your outreach. I'm a student. I'm just trying to learn. You know, I'm just trying to make smarter choices in my career. People are going to be more likely to help you. So leverage the time you have. Okay. So then somebody says yes. So what do you do when they say yes? Well, the first step is research. So research that person deeper on LinkedIn and Twitter. Understand their tone. Are they witty? Are they super serious? Are they detail-oriented? That's going to change how you write your questions or how you approach your attitude in the conversation. Look at their bio on their company page. Learn their history. Where have they worked before? What are the parameters of their current role? Do you have common ground that could act as an icebreaker? You both grew up in Dallas, let's say. Whatever it may be. And then prepare a list of five to ten questions that you would want to ask. I always think you prepare more than you need. And for me... I like to write out my questions. I don't say them the way I wrote them, but I write them because it sticks in my mind better. Then I speak them. I talk to them. I I just, I just say them naturally in the conversation, but that comes because I put the work in initially by writing them out the way that I wanted them to be perfect. I don't rehearse. I don't practice By just writing them down, it sticks better in my memory and I can get the feel and the flow of them. If you are asking a question and looking tensely down at your paper and looking for what your next question is, not really paying attention and listening, that sends off a vibe that you're a little bit overwhelmed in this moment and that you don't have a full grasp on the conversation because you're not able to kind of feel your way through the conversation. You have to like manage your way through it very actively. So if you can connect with somebody, ask a question, really listen, maybe take down some notes and then have a question that comes off of the next, that what they're saying and is very connected to the conversation that will speak volumes. So don't come off robotic and rehearsed. If you want to write down your questions like I do, but then naturally convey them, that's the way to go. 
Okay, so now let's get into some of these questions. I think there is an arc to a conversation, meaning if you notice on the Work and Sports podcast, a lot of times the first question I ask is almost the same every time. And then I ramp up into more specific questions to that person. I custom craft every interview, and that's extremely intentional because I want it to be valuable like and insightful to their world. But I also know a lot of people aren't necessarily used to being interviewed. So I kind of start out with a couple easy ones and then arc my way up to more difficult conversations and more difficult topics, more specific to their role. So the first question I often ask a lot of times is like, why sports? Why did you determine to make this your path? Of all the options you had, what, what led you down this road? And most people are comfortable just kind of talking about themselves. Take that same inference into your informational interview. You know, start out by asking, how did you figure out your exact fit in the industry? Did you know early on or was this discovery for you? And it's going to get somebody comfortable talking about themselves. And then you get into the flow of the conversation. You can ask other kind of easy questions like, what does a typical work week look like for you? What do you still love most about your job? All those have questions of value. They may be basic, but they have value. You're going to learn things about components of the job. What's the work actually like? Maybe they're even going to start to dovetail into some, some downsides of some things that they don't like as much. Like a typical work week. Oh my gosh, game night. I'm there till one o'clock in the morning. It's really rough, but I do love that energy. Of it. You're learning from that, right? You're learning from that. And that's the goal here. Now we get into some more specific ones. What skills did you learn in college that have proven to be the most valuable for you in your work life? That's one of my favorite questions because it's saying, I'm where you were. I'm in college right now. You're out and in the workforce. What did you learn when you were in my shoes that has really been valuable to you in your career? That's a good question. What about new skills and technologies? What's important to know as we move forward as an industry? Now you're putting on your forward thinking hat. You're not thinking about just right now. You're thinking about where we're going. And I think that's a really great question. Are there certain soft skills like leadership or work ethic you find to be highly associated with success in this field? Now you're getting into what does success look like? You're asking them like, what does it really mean to find success in this niche that I want to get into? That's enough of a structure to get the conversation going. And then you have to feel and flow off of that. Ask good follow-ups. Ask for clarity if you don't quite understand. So are you saying leadership is really important? Well, how did you, how did you learn to become a good leader? That's a follow-up question, right? Because you were paying attention, you were listening. When you do that, you're engaged in the conversation and they feel that. So, are we done? And that's it. Are we done? No, you're not. No, 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 no. Of course not. You have to follow up now with a thanking email within three to four hours. You know, thanking them once again, saying you really appreciated their time. You really liked when they expanded upon... One subject that they talked about reference part of this conversation so it doesn't feel like just an automated copy paste email reference something specific in there. And then no, no. And then I send a handwritten thank you note because what happens is you have this informational interview and they receive a, a email from you within three to four hours and they feel good about that. And then within three days, they get a card from you saying, thanks again. I really appreciate your time. Something like along those lines. And it's another warm touch of like appreciation for their time and showing you in a very professional light. 
Even after that, this person you now have to consider as a part of your network, which means you have to keep in touch with them. You have to find reason to talk to them. You have to reach out every once in a while. Don't be asking questions like, do you have a job? Can you tell me about some opportunity? I really want to get hired. I'm getting kicked out of my apartment and I could use some help. Like, don't do that stuff. Stop it. Get some help. Make it professional. Hey, I saw this article about how you guys broke attendance records, or I saw that you just had a new round of venture funding or whatever. Share it with them. Say, ask open-ended questions. Keep the dialogue going. Treat them like any new member of your network. Foster that relationship and watch your connections grow. So you've learned and you've built a network connection and you've impressed somebody with your knowledge. Informational interviews are awesome. So take advantage. Hope that helps, John Christian. Please make sure to listen to Greg Carlson interview on Wednesday. It's a great episode. And thank each and every one of you. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen because that keeps us growing. And I need that because it's important for my job and I want to impress my boss. Just kidding. Trying to help you. Uh, Tell you what, you guys love you. That's what it really comes down to. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you on Wednesday. Good boy.